You know, I, I think of missions just totally simplified as making disciples. You can do that anywhere, however God calls you to do that. The main thing is to be obedient and let Him do the work that He can use us for. Well, thanks so much for joining us for another Bridge Podcast. I'm Andrew Jackson, Director of Marketing at The Bridge with Mark Dickey. Howdy. How are you? I was going to say Heidi. Hey, Heidi Ho there. Heidi Ho there. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. We could we could jazz up the intro with Heidi Ho. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mark, you're on the afternoon show. Yes, sir. And I'm um, glad to have you on here as a co-host. We've also got two guests today. We do. Our favorite guest of all time, Ben Sorrells. Hello, hello. How's it going? Good, Ben. It's good to see you again. Good to we see always you. appreciate you on the podcast. Thank you. And we're joined by a special guest today, Jack Eason of Crossover Cups Missions. Jack, it's good to have you in, in the studio. Wow, thank you guys for letting me in today. This is awesome. Yeah, well, we partner with you on a number of different things. Yes. And the yes. bridge is so um, appreciative of your partnerships and, and, and your friendship, obviously. Um, but if you could just tell the listeners just a bit about Crossover Cups and and how and why the bridge got involved yeah, with we, that. Yeah, we are grateful for uh, the bridge family. You guys have uh, really made a difference. Uh, we have a mission in the Dominican Republic, which is, of course, 90 miles, uh, or 90 minutes, I should say, off the uh, from Florida, from Miami. You can get there by plane. Not a long way off. Maybe when you think about Dominican Republic, you're thinking, wow, where, that's, that's a long way. No, not really. But we have a mission down there where we've been serving for almost 10 years, uh, reaching young boys and young girls. And the Bridge family has stepped up to do a lot of work down there in a particular village called La Union Abajo. And uh, for about 55 children are in school right now, thanks to Bridge family members, which is pretty cool. That is awesome. And we're going to dive in on this topic of missions, which is why I've been blessed to have the three of you. You've each been on a mission. And so, uh, or you, you know, have developed missions around the world. So, uh, we'll dive into that in just a second, but I wanted to remind listeners that our podcast sponsor is the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. You can find them online, boardwalkplaza.com. They're a local favorite, Mark. They're just on the boardwalk in Rehoboth Beach. Yeah, right there. And you can see everything from either dining right there on the boardwalk uh, for, at the restaurant or if you get one of their suites, you can look out over the entire scene. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever down there at Rehoboth, I highly recommend the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. Now, on this topic of missions, I have never been on a mission trip. Not Maybe some you know, small service projects mm-hmm, in sure. my town, things like that. Um, but I've never been out of the country. Uh, I've never actually gone you know, somewhere further afield in, in our country. Um, my own mom has been on mission trips down to Kentucky, where she served, and she's had a, a wonderful experience. But that's about as close as I've gotten to it. Mm. Um, Mark, you have been on a mission trip quite yes, recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Was that really a year ago? Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to go visit the adopted village that the bridge adopted of mm-hmm. La Union Abajo in the Dominican Republic. Cool. And it was life changing. It was your first mission trip. Is that right? Yes. It, and in any form. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd never... I was really skeptical of missions trips, actually. Huh, okay. Um, you know, I, I there's a... I guess you would call a... Just a, a class of people, maybe, uh, that that are kind of skeptical. You know, why, why fly out of the country? Like, plane tickets are expensive. Why don't mm-hmm. you just give that money? 
And I mean, I, I learned a ton personally and I couldn't like, I had to fly out of the country in order to understand the kingdom of God on a deeper level. Oh, wow. Okay. If that makes sense. It's interesting you say that because my experience was the same. Um, And my experience, my first mission trip was down to the Dominican, kind of just to scope things out and to get to know crossover cups. But I remember just asking Jack, I asked you all kinds of questions Mm. and you were patiently answering. And, (laughs) but one of them was like, you know, if we bring, you know, say, say 20 people down, that's like $25,000 if you put all of that together, you know? And I was like, wouldn't it be better for us to just raise the money and send it down? And, and I remember your answer was like, no. And here's why our reach is so broad with our staff and our people here, but we can broaden that reach so much more if we have people that come and we get supplies and we plant a seed of missions work in their lives. And I was like, okay, this makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. You know, that, that does it for me. You know, it, it, sometimes you just have these little questions that you have to have answered. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. So Jack, Two people now have referenced your wisdom in why <laughs> to get out of the country. Oh, my. So I want to know, how did you get started in mission work? What what was the spark for you? You know, I had been, I had been out of the country for diff- different places, but as far as the Dominican, uh, our, our lead founder and uh, lead missionary, Mike Williams, who uh, really got the work started down there almost 10 years ago, was... Um, was down there, and of course he called, and those of you, I know a lot of Bridge family members have met Mike on the ground there in the Dominican, or maybe when he's been on Delmarva for a comedy show, because uh, that's kind of what he does for a living. You know he's pretty relentless, and so when he initially said, hey, come down and see what we're doing, I was like, ah, no, I, I got plenty mm-hmm. to do here, and and he's like, okay, and then the next day the phone rang again, hey, it's Mike, when are you coming to the Dominican? Um, no, Mike, I'm busy. okay, okay, the next day, hey, it's Mike, I'm like, okay, he's going to keep doing this until I finally come down and see what's happening so i went down and you know i was i was a lot like you guys even mark and and ben what they've said i thought okay you know i could send the money on and uh, but you go down there and you see it and you realize uh you know a lot of times when we think missions we think we're going for them Hmm. but then god does something in you and you realize wow actually they're here for me and uh, even as recently as just a few weeks ago we had a team down and um uh, it was a pastor and a youth pastor, and they were kind of going back. They had come to actually scope out maybe even bringing a group down. And um, the pastor was on the way back, and he was talking about how great our missionaries are and how awesome the team is. And and um, he told Mike, the three of them are kind of packed in the front of this pickup truck, and he told Mike, he's like, yeah, man, wow, you guys are just doing some incredible stuff down here. And, you know, I really think you guys are just doing such a great job. You don't really need us. And Mike was thinking, oh, I didn't, you know, I, we wanted to be efficient, but I didn't want you to walk away with, he's thinking, I didn't want you to walk away with that kind of idea. And before he could come up with a response, the youth pastor sitting against the, the window on the other side of the truck goes, well, they may not need us, but we need them. We need them. Mm. And he was like, whoa, wow, because you do. I mean, the, the kids there, the families there on the ground, um, they impact your life. 
just as much as you impact theirs. And you do impact theirs. And to Ben's point, they love it when they see uh, folks from America come walking through the villages. I mean, Mark and Ben have been there. And, and you, we'll get you on the next trip, I, I promise. You. We'll get you yeah. on the next trip. <laughs> but you run through the village and you're thinking, okay, I see a kid. I'm going to go hug him. Too late. So some kids already got their eye on you, and before you know it, you're being you're being bombed, oh, you know, so flesh bombed by a kid who's going, uh, "Okay, I love you." <laughs> so it's pretty neat how all that works out. Well, so when when you're thinking in terms of mission work, whether you hear you know uh, something on the bridge, or you see something on TV, or you receive a letter or a card in the mail inviting you to mission work, whether that is local work, like we do with our hands and feet volunteer day, um, that's an excellent mm-hmm. project here locally. Or regionally, you're getting into something you know that's still within the borders of our country, um, or you go on a bigger international trip, like to mm-hmm. the DR mm-hmm. or, or somewhere else. How do you start to find a mission that aligns with your skills or something you're passionate mm-hmm. about? Yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't know that I'm that passionate about you know peanut butter sandwiches in the dump, right? right. But there might be something I can do, right? Yeah, that absolutely. aligns directly with what I love. So how do you start to dig in and find a mission that matches what what you think you're strong? Yeah, in? no, that's that's a great question, and, and you know I'll just speak generally. It doesn't even have to be about our mission in the Dominican, but I, I would almost guarantee for whatever you have a passion for, there's someone in the third world, especially, who has a need for your passion. So you may think, well, I'm really passionate about technology. Well, we're we're in the midst, at least in the Dominican, of creating uh, an internet library for kids to be able to learn for school for the ones that are in school there's there's no uh you know coffee shop on the corner they can go to and jump on the wi-fi that doesn't exist in the village so we have people who are technically minded we have creative people who want to get plugged in there in the villages we have people who do love to be the hands you know get their hands dirty and go out in the dump we have those people and so you just get get online and google and just you know type in whatever your passion is and say put that plus missions and I guarantee you, somewhere in the world, something's going to pop up where you go, oh, wow, they, they have a need for that somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only outside the country, but I would say that's true inside the country. You know, maybe even right here in Delmarva, there's somebody that could use your skill to advance the kingdom of God. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking, because I promise you it's there. (laughs) Otherwise, God wouldn't have given you those gifts. I mean, I think about the team here at the bridge. There's people who are like you that are great at marketing. There's people who are good with events. There's people who are good on air connecting. All Mm -hmm. all the gifts that are given to us and all of them that are being used here by the bridge team, uh, especially when they're all put together with a team of people with a concentrated focus. Oh, my Mm -hmm. gosh, look out, look out, because that's really what it's talking about when you talk about working together. makes me think of, and I hope I don't, botch this completely in front of a whole Christian audience. It makes me think of the verse, the, the, the workers, the, the harvest is plenty, mm, but the, right, workers, the, workers the workers are few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like people need you. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're right. I, I remember sitting uh, in a restaurant uh, with a friend of mine uh, and, and, and he had some of these passions that we're talking about and he, he felt really, uh, unqualified because of some things that had happened in his past. And we were sitting there eating, and I knew that he really, at one time, really was passionate, had a heart for kids and for missions. And so I remember talking to him, asking him, and this actually was, going, we were going talking about going to Africa at the time, because we do a little bit of work there. And uh, I said, well, why don't you go with me on the trip? 
And he just started shaking his head. Oh, no, I, I, man, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. And in his case, again, it was a past thing that he, where he'd just blown it. He made a mistake, as we all do. And he said, no, I messed up. God, God couldn't use me in Africa. And I said, have you, have you prayed? Have you, do you think God forgave you that? Oh, yeah, God forgave me that. I'm like, hello. You know, if God forgave you, dude, move on, move on. And he actually wound up going and getting on a plane and to see him actually, you know, teaching other pastors is what he did on this trip in Africa. And when he was done, he was like, wow, I can't believe that happened. Sometimes we kind of let the past, Mm -hmm. uh, God's forgiven us, but we don't forgive ourselves Mm -hmm. to move on. And uh, we we all, if we just kind of look at our own merits to, to think whether we're qualified or not, man, I'm first, I'm the chief guy that would be unqualified. But it's because of God, and, and ultimately, I think it actually, I'm not suggesting we go out and sin more, kind of Paul talks right. about it in the book of Romans, but, <laughs> but I am saying it's, it's interesting that God often uses, uh, and, and Teresa Williams, uh, Mike's wife, says this in the Dominican, God will most often use your scars to, to minister to people than your trophies, because mm-hmm. few people have trophies, mm-hmm. huh. but all of us have scars. That's like, true. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. That's, That's awesome. true. That you know, awesome. I tried um, multiple times um, before going on the mission trip, uh, my first, just to reason why it wouldn't work. You know, right. I am not handy. <laughs> Do not give me a tool. My wife has the tools, and she will tell you they are hers, not mine, for a reason. So I'm like, I can't build houses. I can't. maybe they need some taken down. Yeah, well, you know, a little demo, a little demo never hurt anybody. The you know, I could do some demo. Um, the that was one thing, and uh, there was a you know, I'm not a pastor anymore, and several different things, and I was just like, you know. Someone else would be so much better and be able to accomplish more things. And I was like, well, and I've got young family and, you know, they're not able to go and da 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 And finally, I just felt, it wasn't an audible voice, but it was kind of like, stop trying to be the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get to decide what you can and can't do. I get to decide who I want to use and who I don't. And, you know, it was, it was one of those obedience things. I mean, God's the giver of gifts, and He's the giver of talents. And, you know, not that I did any great thing, but I saw just by being obedient, doors opened up for me to be a part. And, you know, that's all it takes. When I, when I think about looking for a mission that I wanted to be a part of, you know, I'm many Christians are passionate and opinionated, and I definitely am one. And so it's like, okay, well, where, where does the money go? And where does the, what is the, the curriculum? And what is the whatever? And it was just it's like... It's got to meet all your... God just marks, like yeah. reconciled all that. And it was just like, He is the one that impresses on you that this is the one. You know, I think almost if your heart aligns... Um, that's how you decide. God is the one that puts this on your heart. Mm. It's time. Mm. It's time to do it. Mm. I'd always wanted to do a mission trip, and for some reason it never worked out. That's because God was writing my story, and it was supposed to be last year that Mm -hmm. that mission story started. You had Mm. to hit the chapter Mm. at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So for each of you, I'm going to ask this, and, and it may take some time to unpack, but 
in all the time that you spent in the mission field, meeting different people that have a need, or in some way that they've poured into you, what is one of your strongest mission trip memories? What's something that stood out to you that either changed the way that you viewed work in the mission field or changed your view on, on what missions is to the body of Christ? So for me, there was this one moment we were doing like a, like a Sunday school type of thing for this group of kids at, in La Union. And the, the whole message, I mean, really the whole day was in Spanish. And I only know a little bit of Spanish. And they were reading scripture. And I knew that they were reading the prodigal son. And one of the few couple words I know are padre, which is father, and casa, which is house. And so I'm just sitting there hearing white noise. That's, you know, when, when you don't understand, right. it's just... <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, 10 minutes into not understanding a word, I hear casa de mi padre, casa de mi padre, the, the house of my father. And it just hit this, this, this thing just clicked in my heart. Oh, they're hearing the exact same scripture that that I read in the states like like God doesn't just exist in the United States I and mean, that sounds ridiculous to think but like no 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 God is is God of the entire planet and so hearing that just flipped a mega switch on my on on my life and that's something that I've I've carried that like when I'm when I'm praying like when I'm asking God to help me do whatever, there are people on the other side of the planet or there are people in the Dominican that are also praying to God with their own situations and needs. Mm. The size of your Jesus grew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Oh, yeah. mm. That's pretty well, awesome. That's good. That's good. Well, for me, I, I my, my my story probably spans several years, <laughs> um, but uh, and it's still being written. I, I think about my first trip there when when Mike Williams said, "Come down and see what we're doing and how we can partner together," and what has kind of turned into crossover cups. I we, we were we were with about sixty or seventy kids packed into a room. Uh, smaller than the size of the room the four of us are sitting in, if you can imagine, <laughs> 60 kids, 70 kids packed in there, uh, probably about an eight-by-eight eight square room, uh, no windows, there was a door, uh, of course, no air condition in the Dominican Republic. Uh, I think we did have power in that room at the time, and uh, it, it was hot as an understatement. Um, uh, I, I remember my clothes. I could have taken my clothes off after we were done and filled a swimming pool with a, with a <laughs> sweat, not to give you a, a nasty visual there. But, I mean, it was hot. But I remember the kids sitting in that room, and a lot of them were, you know, 9, 10, 11 years of age that were sitting in there. But they were hanging on every word that was being taught. Um, which we probably were, you know, we were teaching Daniel, who was our director. It was our director then and still is our director on the ground. You know, we'll teach an hour plus, and the kids are glued on every word. They're hanging on every word, listening, paying attention. And now, fast forward the story to almost 10 years later, some of those kids that were in that room that that I looked at thinking, wow, you know, I don't know if these kids are going to make it or not. Some of those same kids are the kids that are leading 
in Bible school now, leading in the programs that have expanded from that one little room now to five villages that we're in. Uh, some of those kids like Daniel and Edwin and Arodi um, and Brian that are that are that are now doing what we did for them, they're doing now for other kids. So just to see the reciprocal effect that happens when you take just a little bit of time for a child in the Dominican, who by the way are hungry for the things of God. I mean, they are hungry for the things of God. Um, it's pretty amazing to just see the progress that happens. One of the things that, well, my first mission trip, so many, I mean, I think Jack, you remember the first few days, I just didn't say much at all. You know, I was just <laughs> taking it in. It was, it was a lot to process. I mean, you process what you see and then you also process what we have. And I, I won't forget that the first time I was staying in Mike's house in the um, the compound, and Je- Mike always has something going on. He's got somebody's bringing some obscure thing in a suitcase <laughs> for a reason that he has picked out, you know. And and one of his board members came and pulled these axes out of a suitcase, oh, and I was word. like, "Sweet <laughs> Father in heaven, what is happening?" I think but, I got on the wrong trip. <laughs> but but it was for someone to be able to cut wood awesome. and make money for themselves, and you know, so we need some axes. Let's bring some axes. And then there were some symbols wild. that came. And I remember, you know, we were kind of sitting over there and there was a lull in our conversation. We heard a knock at the door and a young couple came in and um, another girl. And so Mike just stepped to a different part of the house for a moment and he presented them with their first stethoscope. Mm. And they had come through the program and were going to college and this um, this guy, um, he had just gotten married, um, was heading to college, and that maybe took an hour. And I was sitting on the other side of the room. I wasn't necessarily a part of that little exchange, but I could just, as we were talking, I could see what was happening. And then when I came back to the Dominican, and we did a Bible camp in. Paraiso. I was leaving one of the sessions, and you know, I don't know much English either. I'm like, adios, adios, you know, have a good day, adios. And all of a sudden, I hear this, don't you say adios to me. And Uh I'm like, what on earth? And I turn around, and it's this guy that they had presented the stethoscope to. And he's like, how are you doing? It's good to see you, and whatever. And I'm thinking, like, I saw you for like 45 minutes. How do you remember me? You know, mm-hmm. I was sitting, we didn't really mm-hmm. chat. I mean, we we shook hands and introduced ourselves, and then Mike did his thing. But I thought, these are people that remember you when you come down. These, This is a relationship, an ongoing relationship. This is not some place you go to where you're just helping, you know, these are real people. These are real situations, and it matters, mm-hmm. you know. And I just the fact that I was there, he remembered that. I mean, I wasn't serving him that moment in any way, shape, or form, but it meant something to him that people were coming. And like you said, Jack, I, I was just blessed beyond, mm-hmm. you know, thinking like, wow, you know, this is real here. Mm-hmm. This is this is 
really where it's at, the relationship. Well, all right. So this question might fall into the more hurdles that I put in my way of going or legitimate questions to get prepared. So there's got to be years of prep time, right? I've got to do some training and learn Spanish. <laughs> I've got to get a passport, maybe, a, you know, whatever government checklist I have yep. to be independently be on, wealthy, uh, independently wealthy, obviously. And it's going to take me a while to get prepared to go yep. on a mission trip, right? Yeah. So what do I do to even get started? What are some steps that I can take? Because it's a long road ahead of me before I even get to leave on the plane, right? Well, first of all, that's not true. Okay. I say yes in sarcasm. But um, in, my, in my situation, we were sitting at a fundraiser, and Bill said, hey, go ahead and get your passport. In two months, I want you to go down. And I'm like, I don't even know if I can get my passport that fast. you know. But you know, God had other plans. It, God's timing is the timing. And if it is of him... Those are just details for him to work out. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a, a lot of preparation. Pe- people ask that question. I mean, there are some things you can do if you want to be prepared, but um, there, there's a great book out there that we do recommend if you get a chance. And many people come and they haven't read it, and that's fine. But it's just called When Helping Hurts. And it just helps you understand um, how to really connect and communicate with people in the third world, especially in the in the Dominican. We have people who come down who know Spanish, some people who don't know Spanish. I know very little Spanish. I'm learning it more just from going down on trips. But that's not a prerequisite. Really, the prerequisite is can you breathe <laughs> and do you love people? Come on. And, huh. and, and God will use you in an incredible way. So... Uh, and there's a lot of different things to do, you know, during the week uh, of a trip. There's things that, uh, as you mentioned, you can go out and get your hands dirty if you want to do that and serve in the dump. You can play with kids. There's obviously a lot of kids. You can do that. There's sometimes we have construction teams. Uh, sometimes we have coming up in a few months, we have a team that uh, is coming down from a dental school to go into the villages and take, uh, check the teeth of kids to help make sure they take wow, care of their teeth, yeah. which you don't even think about in the third world, but this dental team did, and so they're coming down. So there's always something. So again, kind of back to your skills question, whatever skills you have, uh, wow, we can match you up and get you plugged in there. But no, no, there's no study program. Uh, we have suggestions on the website if you come down on a cup strip uh, at cupsmission.com. But, but no, you don't have to... Uh, you know, go through a curriculum or a class for six months, and if you pass, then we'll let you come down. No, none of that. Just can you breathe? Do you love people? Do you want to be used by God? Jump on a plane and come down and be a part. Well, and as you're mm-hmm. looking at trips, some require you to be more able-bodied than mm-hmm. others. Okay. Um, and I know, for example, my mom is coming down on a cups trip, and she's going to help in the sewing center, and she is... She's able-bodied to a point, so you ha- in that particular situation you have to manage the terrain and you know things like that. But um, there are opportunities out there where, you know, even handicapped persons can can partake in a mission. Yeah, and I think um, you know my wife and I have done a little research before, and I've found even that there are family mission trips that yes. you can go on. You had mentioned yes. having a young family before, and that mm-hmm. doesn't even have to be a hurdle. Right. There right. are opportunities where your entire family can go on a short-term trip, mm-hmm. um, see a new location, and serve people who, who have a need, right? Yeah, yeah. and we, we have families come down with cups trips all, all the time and join us, which is pretty neat. Uh, and we both of the locations where teams stay that come down are safe environments. One's a hotel, one's more of a lodge. It's kind of off the beaten path. 
but they're great places where if you do come with your family, you can kind of pull away to the side, have your own family debrief. Hey, son, what what did you see today? And have some conversation, which is really powerful. We have had lots of families come down over the last 10 years, and um, wow, they come back and they you have no idea how that pulled our family together. Did, just changed it. Didn't did not just change us individually, but changed our family. And actually, the first trip that I went to the Dominican. I took my family, all four of us, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll maybe talk about it on a different podcast, but it revolutionized both our whole family's life, yes, but especially yeah. my two kids. Uh, my daughter's actually probably going to wind up uh, going into law to represent those affected by human trafficking as a result of that trip almost 10 years ago. So yeah. you never know. If yes. you bring your family, be prepared for what God might do, because <laughs> it will be pretty awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, listen, if you feel even the slightest tug in your heart you know, and, and God is pulling you towards mission work, whether that be local service, uh, national or regional service, or in the case of Crossover Cups missions, going on an international trip somewhere. Hmm. If you feel like you're you're there, then it's, you know, here I am, God, send me. Come it's on. time to go. Yeah. I, I also want to interrupt the way you said that. If you're feeling called towards mission work, yeah, that sounds long-term, mm. and maybe that is what you're called to. But maybe, maybe your your faith has felt stale. You you've yeah. had the, you've been going to the same church for a while, or you know sometimes there are plateaus mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. our faith. Mm-hmm. And if you just want the the gears to start turning again in a new way, a mission trip, a a, a week long, little mm-hmm. I don't want to call it a retreat because it's work. It's gonna yeah. <laughs> there's there's work. There's it's gonna. Uh, it's going to challenge you mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. dealing with a new area. You might not be able to talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, thankfully on the, mm. the the trip with Jack, like I had people that knew what we were doing at all times, and so I didn't have to think too much about that. But but it it changed my faith, mm. and it and it was it was a week long trip mm-hmm. for me. It, it wasn't a long term thing. Mm. Awesome. Mm. You know, I I think of missions just totally simplified as making disciples and you can do that anywhere you know it may what however god calls you to do that um it may look different but the main thing is to be obedient and let him do the work that he can use us for and whether it's a hands and feet or whether it's sending uh supplies for disaster relief or whether it's overseas you know there are options to be used of God to make disciples. And that's going to look all kinds of ways. And like you said, Mark, it's going to take, you know, maybe it's one time and the need is finished, or maybe it's a relationship kind of like we do with Jack and, and we're in it for the long haul, you know, God, God lets you know what that looks like, but yeah, be, be used. Well, be sure to download the Bridge mobile app to get the latest podcast episodes. And if you did enjoy this episode, share it with a friend. Maybe you find yourself on a mission trip with them in the near future. Provide feedback and suggest other show topics when you email podcast at 887thebridge.com and get complete show notes on our website, 887thebridge.com.